When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at marines.com. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com Pittsburgh Steeler fans, it is time once again for another edition, excuse me, of the Curtain Call podcast. My name is Michael Beck, your deputy editor of BondSteelCurtain.com, and my partner in crime, as always, my co-host, one, Mr. Jeffrey Benedict. Jeffrey, how you doing tonight, sir? Doing good, Michael, doing good. Hey, and that's great to hear. Um, we are um, not exactly in the thick of Super Bowl season. Is like that's that really kicks off once a Pro Bowl is complete. Once you kind of get into those uh, those interviews and what have you, all those things. Of course, Bengals and the Rams. Uh, don't want to see the Bengals there, but of course they made it. Uh, so I'm sure a lot of us will be cheering for those uh, LA Rams. Anyhow, um, this week we are already kind of in uh, in that draft season as well for the teams that really aren't in it. Like your Pittsburgh Steelers, um, the the what Senior Bowl down in Mobile, Alabama is going there, um, and a, a number of other things as well. I I, I suppose uh, is kind of taking place um, throughout these uh, the next few weeks here when it comes to looking at prospects and being forward thinking and and seeing like kind of the directions of these teams. Um, also, Sean Manahan throws something up in the tip jar here as well. Uh, puts five dollars in the tip jar. Michael and Jeff, thoughts on clowns tanking? Pay for losing. Uh, this is something we we did talk a little bit off air as well. So first of all, thanks for that, Sean. Uh, of course, uh, the reports that Brian Flores and Hugh Jackson were, were told that they'd get like a hundred k per losing a football game. Every game they lost, they're going to get a hundred thousand dollars to lose. Jeffrey Bennett, I I know this is something we talked about before the show. Um, do owners care about winning in the NFL? I. I, this is this is one of the things people always say is like owners want to win. When the, whenever the argument about race and hiring coaches comes in, where you know we're and that's a big topic right now because as of right now, Mike Tomlin's the only minority head coach. He's he's it, and so now it always comes up and you hear like owners want to win. They're going to hire whoever the best candidate is so they can win. But in any business, the bottom line is money right? Winning will bring you in some money, but there are a few things that bring in more money than winning. And I'm not talking about the Super Bowl. Only one team wins the Super Bowl. Winning the Super Bowl, there's there's some money in there. You get a good payout for that. But outside of that kind of success, which is genuinely hard to achieve, uh, a few things bring you good money and nothing ranks as high 
as getting that number one draft pick and bringing in a quarterback. That's one of the best ways you can make money. If you go with Joe Burrow, obviously, 2020, 2020 season, his rookie season, there weren't many, you know, there weren't much ticket sales. Uh, but Cincinnati instantly had a player in top five, top 10 jersey sales, instantly had season tickets being bought. Trevor Lawrence did the same for Jacksonville. There are owners out there that when they're faced with a team that's not that great, and they know they don't have a chance to go to a Super Bowl, can sit there and tell themselves, you know what would make us some money, what would bring positive attention to the team, is if we lost a ton of games and got that really high draft pick. You make money that way. And also, if owners want to win, where's Joe Burrow and the Cincinnati Bengals? They're going to play in the Super Bowl this year. What's the difference? They were really bad. And they got the first overall pick. And eventually they did hit on it. Um, but I, I will, like, <laughs> eventually, yeah, eventually one of those uh, pans out, <laughs> one of those first overall picks. But uh, yeah. obviously we do want to talk about the Steelers. But but the one thing I would add on to this is, it, oh, man, like paying a coach 100 k to loot, like you want to tank, oh, that, that hurts my soul. That, that ruins the integrity of sports. Um Good on Brian Flores for winning what those five games with that. T- they went five and eleven with a, a team that they absolutely gutted in the management level, trading away Minka Fitzpatrick and Laramie Tunsil and all their talent. They gutted that team. Flores led them to five wins. He would like, I, I suppose, if you got that hundred K per loss, he still walked away with one point one million if they actually paid it out. But still, that is embarrassing, and, and I hate that for football. And really, I also yeah. go ahead. I also want to add, if he has legit receipts if he can show it if they have multiple coaches able to show that owners in the nfl paid coaches to lose games there are serious questions the nfl now has partnerships with gambling right if you have an owner of a team asking a coach to lose games in a state where the NFL has partnerships with gambling, now you have potential serious issues, serious legal issues, serious anti-mafia law issues, which, who's to say they're not, like, legit issues? Like, we don't know. Um, And who's to say if the NFL lets this slide, it wouldn't become an issue in the future even. Like, that's a slippery slope there. And if he can show it, if these owners gave up evidence, or even if they can corroborate, if you've got enough corroborating witnesses, this is big. And this this is the kind of stuff Congress gets involved in. And literally no one wants the United States government messing around with the NFL with football. But that's where the NFL is going to take this. If, if, if this kind of stuff is legit and they can show it, this is where the NFL is choosing to go. Like, come on. How stupid are these owners? I just, like, when people when people act like owners are smart and they're going to act in the best interest of their team, look at these guys. They're dumb. I, I just, it just, it shocks me how dumb they are. Yeah, uh, I think that's a good way to put it. Now, of course, so uh, <laughs> we, uh... <laughs> We still want to talk about the Pittsburgh Steelers, of course, and there's some pretty damn big things going on in the world of the Pittsburgh Steelers, regardless of what's going on around the NFL. (laughs) Their Steelers are a team in transition. Uh, They're a team that uh, needs to kind of look at uh, some of the the talent in the outside free agents pool. They're a team that's going to need to spend some money and make big moves and do things differently. Uh, Obviously, one of the huge things at at, uh, the Senior Bowl, the Steelers are meeting with Every quarterback uh, to think the Steelers are going to walk away from this uh, this offseason and only have Dwayne Haskins and Mason Rudolph at uh, the QB position. No chance uh, w- with their actions already. There, there's going to be someone new here for sure. There will be. And uh, as the curtain call goes on, of course, we will spend a, a great deal of our time talking to college programs with teams with quarterbacks, because at the end of the day, th- there's a good chance at what pick 20 or pick uh uh, 59 is that is that their second round pick i believe it's 59 um there's pretty good odds that one of those two picks will end up being a quarterback if they don't uh, add someone uh in in kind of that veteran scope but 
tonight, of course, we're going to do tons of shows on the rookie QBs. And before we get there, we do want to touch on the trade market a little bit. Um, and we're definitely going to start at the QB spot and kind of work our way around uh, some of these names across the NFL that's available at, at, at a few different positions. But namely the quarterback spot, because this is the one spot. If the Steelers are going to make a trade, to me, the only real legitimate game-changing starter is going to be a quarterback. If they're going to make a trade this offseason. Obviously, the names you want to hear, the big names, I feel like are incredibly doubtful. But both Jeffrey Benedict and I will give some opinions on some of these names briefly and give some options of where they could land up. Uh, end up, excuse me. Now, obviously, the first name that I think everyone wants to talk about this this offseason is Aaron Rodgers because that, that's going to kind of change the balance of the NFL wherever he ends up. If he stays in Green Bay, they're still going to be a contender. If he goes to Denver, that's another powerhouse in the AFC West, which is just an insane division to think of, especially if Rodgers ended up there. You name it. There is a plethora of teams he could wind up on. I know a lot of people like the head nods between Tomlin and Rodgers. Uh, I thought that was fun uh, when that happened during the season. But Jeffrey Benedict, what happens with the, I guess, the prized possession of this year's offseason and uh, most likely back-to-back NFL MVP Aaron Rodgers? Where is he going? Aaron Rodgers. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm going to take off a lot of people with this one. Um, there's a team that just lost top tier quarterback, a team <laughs> that went pretty deep in the playoffs and, and has been to a Super Bowl. Uh, I think the Tampa Bay Buccaneers could make a play. They, they aren't dying in draft capital. Like they, they could do the, you know, they're still a talented roster picks. Yeah. You still got that defense mostly intact. That offense is there. He'd have some serious weapons. Yeah, they just got to figure out Godwin. But if he left and they got in Rodgers, that what stopped them from going out and getting Devontae Adams too? Exactly. You know? And the thing with Rodgers is, while well, he will cost draft picks, he's what like I think nineteen. He's under twenty million dollars in salary cap hit because of how much the Packers have to eat. I believe he's right around oh, twenty million. Right, you're right. Yeah. So he's cheap. As far as the money and what he's going to hit on your salary cap, Rodgers is cheap when you get him. He's going to cost you picks. And those picks are going to be like, they're not going to have to skimp on those picks because you are. You're getting Aaron Rodgers for $20 million. You're going to have to give up some serious draft capital for that. But if you're looking for a team that's ready right now to say we could win this right now, I'm taking a shot. I'm taking Tampa Bay. And honestly, Rodgers fits Bruce Arians' offense better than Brady. I mean, obviously, Rodgers doesn't have the record of Brady when he when it comes to you know playoff wins and Super Bowls, but he would fit that team. Yeah, that would be a huge one to watch. Um, to me, I still think Denver should be the, the leading candidate. Um, I, I think them adding Hackett as their head coach, uh, and then oh gosh, I can't remember. I think it was the, the Packers' tight end coach became their OC, and all the talent like Denver. Denver with Rodgers might be the best team in football. Like Denver has a great defense. Denver has a pretty good O-line. Denver has great receivers. They drafted year after year good receivers. They got some decent running backs. Like they're a pretty talented team that is underperformed. And like you throw Rodgers in the mix, yeah, they still have the Chargers and the Chiefs and the Raiders to get through. They might have like when all things are said and done this offseason, I, I think the Chiefs are going to end up losing some guys just based on like how good they've been just being too expensive. I think the Broncos would be a serious play. One other team that should be all in on this, if you're the Cleveland Browns, I think you have to be in on Like, you'd be stupid not to. Like, the Browns have That's a, a very talented team. Like, like if we're being real with ourselves, they have a talented team. I think they have a pretty good head coach. They've been held back by the quarterback. The Browns, if they don't get involved, ugh. Like, if I'm the Browns, I'd be willing to move some serious draft. You've never done anything. Like, that team with, with Rodgers, like, like the Steelers are obviously a team that a lot of people are going to expect to take a step back. I think that's fair. I think all Steeler fans can admit it's a team that's going to take a step back. The Ravens, I like, I know they had their injury issues, but again, I don't think they're a great team. They're going to have to pay Lamar Jackson. Uh, the, the Bengals are a talented team with a ton of cal- salary cap. You're the Browns is your best roster. You probably ever had it well, easily since it, you came back in the NFL. Spend the draft capital, get a good quarterback, try to win damn games. So, like the Browns, you you need to make a play. Don't 
don't think yeah. Baker Mayfield is going to take you to the promised land, but hopefully they're they could, not listening. They could, they could get Rodgers and Adams. They could get them both. They need a quarter. They need a wide receiver to go. Yeah, that'd work. It, yeah, be and awful. A, a, it would be awful because the Browns would be pretty damn good. So <laughs> hopefully, really good. Uh, hopefully that doesn't uh, exactly play out that way. But again, if if that's not on their minds, if that's not on their whiteboards. What are we doing here? Yeah, you want to win championships, but Cleveland doesn't really know much about that. Moving on to the next quarterback, uh, Russell Wilson from the Seattle Seahawks, who I guess would be kind of the, the next prize. Someone may even consider the grand prize over Rodgers because of his age. Um, what do you think about Russell Wilson? Like To me, I think this is a trickier one uh, to pinpoint than uh, trying to find a, a name like uh, you can for Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, you, for me... Uh... Wilson's a guy you can build around a bit. Like Rodgers, you've got to be ready right now. Yeah. you got to be saying, this is our window. Bring him in right now. Wilson's a guy you can build around. I, I think he's the kind of quarterback uh, the Dolphins like actually should go mm. after. Because I think they're a better team than – and they have enough space to kind of add some players, become that hot free agent destination uh, – and kind of make a push. I think I think that kind of a situation makes sense for Russell Wilson. Uh, I don't think you I, I don't see a team that's like right right now ready to go making a big move for Russell Wilson. I have a little bit of, of a different like for him, he has the superstar wife, uh, the singer Ciara. Um, like, are they gonna want to end up going to a gritty city? I, I know there's been talks that like, oh, he wouldn't care about that, but I, I still think that kind of matters. So like, I kind of think yeah. of like the glitzier spots. Um, like both the LA teams are are good at quarterback. Matt Stafford and uh, uh, Herbert aren't going aren't going anywhere, and uh, the Seahawks certainly aren't trading within their own division. Uh, AFC teams like there really isn't one that truly jumps off the paper for me uh, as much as the Dolphins did for you. I kind of think the New York Giants, I think they're a team that's kind of in transition here. I think they're going to start trying to look away from Daniel Jones. Uh, if, if Russ doesn't stay uh, there in uh, in Seattle, I feel like the Giants are the, the team to watch. I think that offense could be a whole lot more fun if that's where he goes. I, I think that kind of fits his brand. Uh, and really, the first two names that we talked about, both Wilson and Rodgers, I think the cost of acquisition is far too great for the Steelers to be players at all. I like I, I I think they make a phone call to do your due diligence, but when they say three first round picks or or whatever the heck they say, you just kind of go mm, click. Like you, the Steelers can't afford to do mm-hmm. like they're they're team in rebuild mode right now. You can't afford to give that much away and then hope to build a team outside of like in free agency. Like uh, that that's going to be a champion. So I just do not see that happening. Now the next name I kind of want to throw in here. Obviously been on the trade market for a while, ha- having some legal issues, but Deshaun Watson, he wants out of Houston. He's not playing for whoever the, the Texans head coach is going to be. That, that seems to be pretty pretty well established, to me at least. What happens here? Um, I, I This is obviously a big legal mess, um, but he's still, he was arguably the second best quarterback in the NFL in 2019. Uh, but what do you think happens with Watson? I... I honestly think we are the most likely circumstances he doesn't play. I agree. I think that is the most likely situation, and I think he's stuck. I think Houston's stuck with him. Uh, I I don't see it happening. If he does, I mean, it would have to come pretty quickly or, you know, even over the summer come out that he's cleared. And at that point, I think Houston keeps him. Once you're past the draft, I think Houston keeps him. I don't think there's much chance of him getting traded before the draft. Uh, so I, I don't see him changing hands at all. And I, I don't think it's likely he even plays. I tend to agree with you. I, I think some of his legal stuff is supposed to be sorted here in February. Uh, I do recall reading yeah. that. So there might there might be some kind of exit here. But I, I still feel like the Dolphins would be a player to, to watch. I, I, for how talented Deshaun Watson is. He really is a good quarterback. Um, yeah. So if he's if he's legally able to play, he will play somewhere. I uh, outside of the Dolphins, who have by far shown the most interest, I, I just don't see it right now. Um, 
maybe the Washington football team, or excuse me, the Washington Commanders, who got their brand new name today. That's going to be another. Uh, I don't. First of all, do you see their jerseys? They're so awful. Even the name. It's, they it's are awful. awful. Yeah, they are awful. I wanted to throw it in the side. One of my one of my hopes is uh, that either like Kirk Cousins uh, or uh, Russell Wilson end up going to the Washington Commanders to be their quarterback, be, just so we could have Commander Dangerous or Commander Kirk. <laughs> that's pretty funny I, I i didn't think of that but uh i just that just entered it's my such a, like uh someone on twitter was commenting and saying it's like a comic book team name and i'm like yeah it's like the gotham knights and the washington commanders like it's such a it's such a cliche name it's terrible i think it's it an really absolutely is. awful name i think it's just i think dan snyder is still upset that the steelers got money from a batman movie <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Snyder, that's another idiotic owner. <laughs> anyway, uh, we don't need to peel that one off because I, I think everyone knows he's an idiot. But anyway, yeah. Um, moving on uh, with quarterbacks, uh, I, I think the next probably big name on the list here because there really is seemingly a lot of names on the trade board at quarterback this year. I just yeah. uh, how believable they are. I there's just a few that I think will probably stay put. This next one, I, I think, ends up staying where he is. But Derek Carr, yeah, Derek. See, I I think this is all a product of how many young quarterbacks are doing well. All these teams are saying they're saying, you know what, maybe we, you know, if we could get a good haul, move up, get somebody big, it's better than you know trying to to win in the playoffs with a thirty year old quarterback. Uh, Derek Carr, they traded him. He is. Honestly, like the one guy I think would work in Pittsburgh of all these trades, Derek Carr is a guy I think could work in the AFC North. And I could see Steelers going for, I could see Cleveland going for him with Kevin Stefanski's offense. Mm. You give him another, you know, it's another, like you give him a Josh Jacobs or a Nick Chubb. You give him that big running back. You let him go out there and be a fourth quarter guy. Uh, Like that's what he's best at. So, I, I could see Derek Carr in that kind of situation. I could see Derek Carr in like an NFC East. I could see him in, in New York or or in Washington kind of situations. Uh, but mostly I think he's probably staying in Las Vegas. He's probably going to stay there. But I, I could see him moving to more, more a Midwest or an East Coast team that's not quite as, you know, new wave as these other organizations. Yeah, so the way I kind of see it, um, I see uh, Derek Carr staying put. I think the Josh McDaniels hire keep like kept him there. Yeah, um, I, I'm not sure they kind of stray any differently at the quarterback position. Um, and I, I think when Derek Carr, obviously when he's protection, he's a pretty dang good quarterback. So I think he stays put. Uh, the next name here, I, this is where things start to get interesting for me. And some people are, are, are trying to put me on blast on Twitter for it. For just an observation, but Jimmy Garoppolo, Najee Harris brought his name up. Um, he, he is one year left on his deal, a decent amount of cash that would all fall to the Steelers just based on how his deal is set up. But Jimmy Garoppolo, man, NFC to AFC, it makes sense. Uh, he said he wants to be on a team that has a history of winning. Steelers make sense. Steelers players have thrown his name out there. It makes sense. Jimmy Garoppolo, where is he ending up? Man, I don't know. I don't. I don't know. He he scares me because the Steelers kind of want to go more towards what San Francisco does on offense. Yeah, like that's kind of where we want to head. And uh, I don't like Jimmy G. I think he's a system quarterback, and I think I, I and I think even if you run that same system, you're going to find out that you know San Francisco made it easy for him. Uh, that's my opinion on that one, on hey, him. Nothing wrong with that, yeah. And then there's nothing wrong with that. I just don't know if that's the situation here in Pittsburgh. Man, I I I think he. Oof. For me, I I don't know where he ends up. See, to me, I could it, see it's, him. It's a, I could see him. I think he's. I think he honestly is the quarterback. One of these guys in on Aaron Rodgers, Deshaun Watson. One of these guys, even in Miami, some New York, some team like that. That doesn't land one of the big names is just going to scoop him up. I think, I think Jimmy G is going to end up a consolation prize somewhere and it's probably not going to fit well. 
I don't. I just don't see this going well for him. I I wouldn't be surprised by that either. It's not my opinion that I think the Steelers should bring Jimmy G in. I, I think it's just the circumstances just kind of make sense to a degree. Um, obviously, his contract's not great, but how would you feel yeah. if his cost of acquisition, again, like he was traded for a third round? What, what if it ended up being Jimmy G for a third round pick because it, like, it took a while and the Steelers still drafted their favorite guy with their first round pick? It, it's, it's essentially a one-year of Jimmy G to be the mentor to the Steelers' first overall draft pick. How'd you feel about that? I don't know, man. That's still like, I I don't like that twenty five point six million dollar cap hit kind of situation going. That's like, fair. Yeah, you're 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 taking half your free agent money, and you know I, I I'm I'm prioritizing other prioritizing other positions. So personally, I wouldn't like it, but I agree with you. It does make sense if the Steelers aren't looking at some other places and being like, we really need to spend here. If they, if they believe Kendrick green and you know, this offensive line can pull it together in their second year, then Jimmy G makes a lot of sense. Yuck. There also is a lot of pressure though. There's yeah. a lot of pressure from the players inside the building to be a good team. We're in an era where if you have bad quarterback play or like bad, whatever, if your team's not good, your star players ask out. Just look at yeah. like Minka Fitzpatrick in Miami. He gave yeah. a bit, like, like that. That's still something. Like we're in an era of unprecedented movement. That mm-hmm. is something to have. Like when Najee Harris is like, "Oh, it'd be cool to have Jimmy G." That says something. When like, there's no one really has been coming out and standing up for. Oh, Mason Rudolph is our guy, and we're cool with that. We want Mason Rudolph to be our guy next year. No one's saying that. The Steelers, yeah. the Steelers need to do something. Uh, yeah. I, I, again, I don't think it's. To me, it, Jimmy G is not the answer for me, uh, but it is something that I could see happening, and that's why I mentioned it a couple times. Now I can see it happening. Another thing I could see happening, but would make me feel even worse than adding Jimmy Garoppolo, is Kirk Cousins. Kirk Cousins available, Minnesota Vikings quarterback. You laugh already at it, Jeffrey Benedict. What, what's happening with Kirk Cousins, and could the Steelers be a team uh, to uh, to? go down that route. Oh, I, I just, I want him in, I want him in Washington. I want commander Kirk. I don't care. Make it happen. Um, first, their first commander, primary first commanders, commander Kirk. I like, I just, man, that fits too much for me. Uh, him going back, but, uh, ah, uh, yeah, I can't, I can't see him going to any good team. He's going to be, a team that just retreads or he's going to be, or he's going to be stuck in Minnesota. I don't, I don't see the problem is right now. There's not a market for mid tier starters. No, you, should, you they, shouldn't want them. <laughs> the, yeah. The NFL has gone so heavy into being a quarterback centered league that it's better to be bad and get a shot at a great quarterback than it is to have a good quarterback. Yeah, so I I think a guy like Kirk Cousins, uh, you know, it's to 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 traumatize Steeler fans with it. I, you know, put him in that category. He's like, they're like the Neil O'Donnells. If you have a good enough team around them, they they might be able to pull something off, special, or you might get to the Super Bowl and have a Neil O'Donnell game. But they're not a guy who's going to carry your team to greatness. And so for me, I I don't know where where are these guys going to grow go out. That's that's. That's actually a really interesting thing I'm looking forward to seeing is where do these career starters that are second, third tier starters go? Where do they end up? Who wants them? Because that's it's an interesting thing for me economically with the NFL market. It's, it's very interesting. Oh, it, it is huge. Um, it almost makes me wonder if there's going to be like a list of free agent quarterbacks where like this guy could probably start like these like. 10 names could probably start in this league. Like they're yeah. free agents or, or like the top eight quarterbacks all making 50 plus million a year. And then the next what? 24 quarterbacks all making like 10 million. Like, like teams are yeah. like, you're either paying out the wazoo for the top guy or just like, yeah, okay, we'll, we'll settle for this guy for now, but we're not, we're not tied to you. Yeah. That's one to watch. Like I don't think teams are spending $30 million on Jared Goff anymore. That's still I, that was still one of the dumbest contracts I've ever seen signed in the NFL. 
But uh, yeah, the, right now, just to have a conversation about quarterbacks as well. What, like, what the heck do the Steelers do here? Like, do, do you draft one every two years? Do you draft one every three years? Do you, uh, how fast do you have to pull the trigger to move on to the next one? Like, you, you can't get stuck in a cycle of Deshaun Kaiser, Baker Mayfield, uh, Brandon Whedon, uh, Johnny Manziel. Like, I'm trying to think of all the idiot quarterbacks the Browns have taken in the first round year after year and how many they've settled on for a, a few years as their starter, how many they moved on immediately. How many like aren't in the league? All of them basically aren't in the league. What the heck do you do at quarterback? Like, what do you do nowadays? Yeah. What do you do? To me, you, I, I still think you build the rest of your team and you go, in, in my opinion, I would go cheap at quarterback. I would have a quarterback making rookie money, you know, and not higher than that. It, you're gonna go above 10 million. That guy better be the guy. Now you're like when you're making an investment. When you're going like maybe 15 in the current player contracts are gonna are gonna be crazy this offseason. There's so many free agents, but there's so many teams with with a lot of cap money. Uh, the, the contracts are gonna change scale. But let's if you're paying them 20 million dollars a year, you, you're probably screwed. Like they're good enough that you're committed to them, but they're not good enough to do much. They're not enough to really win. So for me, I I I would follow like the draft a quarterback, go with some cheaper guys. Uh, but most of all, when you make a move for a quarterback, you've got to be sold on it being your guy, and you also need to have a team around him at the moment you do that. So for me, it's it's the the more the quarterback position becomes a lottery ticket, the more the rest of the team matters more than the quarterback position. Because if you got the rest of the team, you've got a better chance of that quarterback actually turning into what they could be. Like even Patrick Mahomes, people are like, "How great is Patrick Mahomes?" He's showing that the Kansas City system really helps him a lot. You know, they that is showing up that maybe he's not you know the combination of Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers, everyone thought he could, he was there when he won the Super Bowl. Uh, that maybe he's mortal, you know? So having that talent around him, having a good system, having a team that they can win on, I think is an incredibly important place to be to give that quarterback the best chance of becoming that player you want them to be. How many straight years, um, if the Steelers determine in the draft, no, there is no one when it comes to their turn to pick. Uh, if they feel like there's no franchise, true franchise quarterback, uh, and really the free agent and trade market just cools down from like what we've seen the last couple of years, it's kind of not realistic to say it's going to last like year after year thing, having Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers and all, and all these people come, come up on the market year after year. It, like It's just unrealistic. So to me, how many years of Mason Rudolph are you cool with? As as number one, without like having like anything more than like a third round pick or a fourth round pick as, as competition, zero. So you think this year they have they have to move like they have I, to add someone that's at least a second round pick? Is that I, like they have I am to do? less I am less cool with Mason with Mason being the quarterback this year than I would be saying you know give him two or three years. If we had a different offense, if you're committing to Matt Canada's offense and you start a guy who's basically like, this guy can run Ben Roethlisberger's offense, that didn't work. Like we that that matchup was bad when it was Ben Roethlisberger. Why are we bringing in, you know, the guy who could come in and play Ben Roethlisberger's offense to run an offense that Ben Roethlisberger didn't fit? So to me, I I I. I get the Steelers' loyalty and being like, hey, we we're, we want to give Mason Rudolph a chance, and we'll see if he can run it at a reasonable level. But, oh, man, I don't think he works at all. In my opinion, if if you're not going quarterback in the draft, if it, or even if you're aiming for a quarterback in the draft, but you're not certain they're going to be a starter year one, you go get a veteran that can run that offense. Even if it's like – even if it's a, a Tyrod Taylor or a Jacoby Brissett where you don't know – how good they're going to be, but they can at least run the offense 
that you're drafting this kid to, you know, to run the next season. Get someone where you don't have to change the offense and keep this kind of hybrid awfulness that we've that we've been doing. Uh, so to me, I don't want Mason Rudolph, not because I think he's terrible, uh, but he, he doesn't fit what the Steelers are trying to go for. Like you draft a what is his name, Malik Willis, and you have Mason Rudolph start for a year. That's not the same quarterback. That's not the same profile. That's not the same plays. You can't run the same offense with those two. So what are you doing? So to me, I'd, I'd rather bring in a cheap veteran that can run Matt Canada's offense, even if it's not great, than, than having to work the offense around Mason Rudolph when that he doesn't have the skill set for it. <sighs> yeah. Um it's one of the it's one of the huge questions here. Especially like not to be a full draft centric show like today was obviously trying to talk about players that are already in the NFL, but when it comes to that prototype prototypical player that you want playing quarterback for Matt Canada's system, who would you think it is? In in the NFL or in the NFL so in, in the draft in the, NFL. In, the, in the draft right now. In the draft I don't know, man. I, I don't know. I haven't dug into the draft yet. It, that's fine. And like, I, I got another week before I start the deep dive. Until, into until, we, until we hit our hard draft yeah. stuff, of course. Now, oh, sure. But like in the NFL, like who, who's, yeah. who's the perfect quarterback for the system? Jacoby Brissett. I know he's coming off injury and he may not be the player he was. Uh, but in college, like he – was the best quarterback fit for the offense that Matt Canada ran that he ever had. And Brissett made the NFL and moved up in the draft because of what he was able to do in that kind of an offense. He's shown he can play in the NFL. Uh, I would love to see him if he was, especially if he was healthy and could, and could play uh, back to full strength see him in Matt Canada's offense just to see, because he was kind of a borderline starter before, like a guy who could kind of manage the game for you. I think in Matt Canada's offense, if he, if he was fully healthy, he could be a little more than that. And you would get like a, a bargain and actually get good quarterback play for a year. Not, not high end quarterback play, not we're going to these carrying us to the playoffs, but good quarterback play, good, good, you know, from a guy who's not going to cost you that much. So that's, that's the guy for me that fits it. If you're going for a higher end quarterback, uh, I'd go for a, a Justin Fields. Uh, I'd, I'd go for you know one of those younger athletic guys, even a Tua. He, he's not the best reading. He's not in that like progression kind of system. Matt Canada throws a lot of plays in there that are simply like very simple reads. Like, where's the defense? If the defense is is committing over here, then you read two plays over here. You know, and it worked. Ben Roethlisberger made it work when the offensive line was working and when the run game was going. It, it actually started looking pretty decent. So I, I think those are the kind of players that fit Matt Canada's offense, especially if they've got legs and they can, they can, they're willing to run and they're able to. This is turning into the QB show, so might as well really just keep rolling on the topic now because I'm curious your thought. What is the absolute worst case scenario for the Steelers, in your opinion, at the quarterback spot this offseason? For me, yeah. Number number one uh worst is they trade multiple first round picks for Aaron Rodgers. Uh oh. that would be number one worst for me because I I look at this team and I say, Yeah, Aaron, Aaron Rodgers isn't taking us on a deep playoff run. I don't think this team right now is better than Green Bay. Or like you subtract Rodgers, you ignore the quarterback position. You know, 2021 Green Bay or 2022 Steelers, which one's better without a quarterback? And I'm not taking the Steelers. You know, I think we have too many holes. Uh you you know how I feel about Jimmy G. I think Jimmy G is would be a colossal mistake as well. Any kind of making an investment where you are crippling your ability to address the offensive line and some serious positions you need to find good veteran starters, uh, in my opinion, 
and or draft picks that are going to hamper your ability to turn this team into a team where a quarterback could really do something something good for them. Uh, I want if you want to draft somebody, if there's someone you want to draft, draft them. Other than that, man, go cheap on quarterback. Don't don't put a lot of resources into a position just to draft one next year. Use those resources to build the team that'll help that guy you draft next year have success. Yeah, that that's a really good point. Um, it's gonna be tough. Like this year will be interesting if the Steelers add. Uh, like if they built a great roster this offseason, like they spent their money well, they draft well, they they put together a good roster, and Mason Rudolph is enough to like nine and seven or I don't know nine and eight I guess is what we look at now with this stupid seventeenth uh, game, another seventh seed that pick twenty again. I at what point like okay now they have a good roster. That say there's no good free agent free agent options at quarterback next year. No one on the trade block. When, when do you tra- like do you trade up for a quarterback next year? Like I know these are a bunch of what ifs and uh, a ton of hypotheticals. If they could build a great roster this offseason, they nail the draft. They sign five five start like five quality starters. Like they find yeah. three O linemen. They they find a, a defensive lineman and a corner. Okay. They na- they nail it. Like and they have a good draft and find starters in the draft too. If this if this if this Steelers team wins nine games, makes the playoffs. Let's say they 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 somehow win a wild card game with Mason Rudolph, or win like eleven regular season games with a Mason Rudolph or a Dwayne Haskins or or that level of player because they did that well. That's when you go out and you get a veteran. You get like you you go out and you get a top tier guy on the free agent market or, you know, through a trade, make a move, get that guy and say, no, we got a young, you know, talented team. Let's let's bring in a veteran quarterback and see what this can do if, with, with an actual player running the system. Uh, or, or, yeah, trade up. Trade multiple first-round picks to get that guy. That's, that's an option. That becomes an option when you build that kind of a roster. Uh, but... It's often hard. I mean, what were the Steelers in 2003? Steelers in 2003 were not a good team. Even with Tommy Max, like without Tommy Max, with Tommy, it didn't matter. They were not a good team. And the next year, all of a sudden, Troy Polamalu's a starter. Ike Taylor's a starter. Uh, the offensive line, they had like two offensive linemen come back. They had a whole bunch of stuff come together. Deuce Staley came as a free agent running back, and it just all came together. Boom, the secondary came together. Chris Hope took over as a starting safety. They changed like three. They changed, I think they changed something like four of their main uh, five defensive backs from 2003 to 2004. And all of a sudden, the Steelers were incredible, right? It wasn't just Ben. There was a lot of other pieces coming together to make that happen too. So kind of I, – I, it's almost like, you know, you need another Ben situation where – Cleveland takes a tight end, uh, you know, and, and skips on the quarterback and, and Ben Roethlisberger falls in your lap and you're sitting there going, are we going to, are we going to take the quarterback? And, and Dan Rooney comes in the room and says, take the stinking quarterback. What's uh, who, wrong with who you was people? It? Who wanted the guard? Who wanted the damn guard? Yeah. Oh, Bill Cower, man. Bill Cower. Bill Cower <laughs> would have drafted offensive line. When people were like, use every pick on the offensive line. Those are people that understand Bill Cowher. Like when they're like, you know what? We our offensive line isn't good enough. Spend every single pick on offensive line until it's fixed. That's Bill Cowher. That's how Bill Cowher would do things. Stick that chin out and just be like, nope. Drafting another one in the third round. And then in the fourth round, we'll grab another one. That's Bill. I understand. That that made sense to me when people talk about that. It makes sense to me because that's Bill Cowher. Yeah. No, honestly. Now. I know we're approaching the 45-minute mark, and I want to ask you one more question on QBs here before we start our normal sign-out. What does your quarterback depth chart look like next year? Uh, like, who? Like, if it's a draft pick, you can just you, you can just say, and a draft pick. But who are the, the two, three names you think will be the quarterbacks on the roster to start this 2022 season? Well, as much attention as Colbert and Tomlin are paying to quarterbacks, 
It's a lot. As much as I'd like to say they don't, I'm going to go. I'm going to switch it up. I'm going to go Haskins, Rudolph, rookie. That's their order. Haskins is a starter. Haskins starts. Do you actually believe that? I do, over Rudolph. Wow. Yeah. That would be interesting. Uh, and I, I think an onion that deserves uh, more time to peel those layers back. <laughs> but, um, yeah, no, they'll, they'll, they'll be one to watch. But, uh, hey, I agree. Um, th- this, they, this ain't no dumb show arguing for the sake of arguing. Uh, I genuinely think this roster most likely plays out um, with, an, with one more guy to, to Rudolph and Haskins. And I think it ends up being a drop pick. Um, I, I think the Steelers, it'd just be wasted money to bring Haskins back uh, on his RFA deal. Um, I, I know it won't be a whole lot, but like, why? You might as well just get Dobbs on his vet minimum deal uh, again to be your third <laughs> stringer, if that's what it's going to be. So uh, I generally think too, it'll be a rookie somewhere. What, what I would hate is for them to do one in the second round and then just be like, oh, yeah, like they'll develop in like four or five years. Like that's not, no. Uh, I, okay. I'd rather no quarterbacks then. Go ahead. I got a question for you. Yeah. First round, Steelers come up, pick 20th. There's quarterback on the board, and there's Linderbaum on the board. Linderbaum. It's not a you, question. You're going, you're you're like Dan Rooney comes to the room, is like, take the quarterback. And Michael Beck's in there, like, tackling him, like, no. <laughs> no draft the lineman no i'm I'm taking this the center with hall of fame potential um this is still not a great quarterback i don't care what quarterback is on the board yeah. they could all be oh, there i agree with you they could all be there I agree with you um why would you, you want first overall you take linderbaum over any quarterback i don't know about first overall there's some deadly pass rushers which That's would be true. insane That's to true. have okay. to have opposite okay. tj watt some of those guys anyone on Ooh. offense you would take over linderbaum on the offensive side uh, that's a hard question. The quarterbacks aren't great. There's no superstar tight end like there was last year. The, the, like I've always been against taking running backs in the first round, so it comes down to receivers or tackles. Um, offensive line's better than receivers. Uh, yeah, like okay. I, it, it comes too. down to like 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 the two names at tackle that will probably go before Linderbaum ends up going. But Linderbaum, if he was the number five overall pick, I wouldn't be surprised. Like I really, yeah. I'd be like, yeah, no, that makes sense. So like Linderbaum to me, he's up there with Evan Neal. I would be cheering for it. He'd be like center, you you know, like he's uh, it'd be a golf clap, but a little bit of disappointment. Like, oh, I really wanted that guy on our team, but yeah. <laughs> reality is, he probably doesn't make it there. Uh, so, it, it, like, and again, I don't love a lot of the the prospects around twenty. So if all the quarterbacks were there, Linderbaum's gone. The, the obvious defensive players are gone. I would start being like, okay, Kenny Pickett and Sam Howell. Like, don't quote me on the names that I'm saying. I'm just saying them because those are the people that Tomlin yeah. and Colbert have been meet- meeting with the most. But, like, yeah, like, okay, I could see a quarterback going then. But, oh, my God, if the center was there and they didn't take him for anyone, ugh. Like, I don't <laughs> know, if Aiden Hutchinson fell, the guy that's supposed to go for- first overall, I suppose, like, yeah, no, of course I'd take him. Like, I you can never have enough enough pass rushers. I asked the Giants that won two Super Bowls with with three like outstanding three and like a, a few different names between those two Super Bowls with three excellent pass rushers. But I digress. We are uh, past our time limit. And before we sign off, uh, I do want to wish uh, one Mr. Jeffrey Benedict a happy belated birthday. Uh, celebrated uh, the other day here. So, Jeffrey, happy birthday to you, sir. And everyone in the chat, wish Jeffrey ha- happy birthday for me. I am I am a, I am now Troy Polamalu years old. I am forty three. So nice. And you get a Troy jersey and wear it like all the time this year. Grow the hair out, maybe. Yeah, might as no, well. No, not not the hair. Tell tell wig. your wife that. Tell you your wife I said you're growing your hair out this year for, for okay. If you're tr- Troy I'll let her know. Here. She'll understand. <laughs> She'll be like, well, he is Canadian. I guess you have to. <laughs> He's just so polite. How he asks, you just kind of have to do it. <laughs> uh what'd you get up to for your birthday before uh, we sign out and uh get you out of here i i i went and had some really good food i actually went one of my favorite places uh i went down to peppy's on the north side got myself their their uh pepper steak sandwich i don't eat too many of those but man that's one of my favorite things to do i kind of just a day around town uh went to some different places had a lot of fun uh 
what uh went and saw the uh, collapsed bridge that was nice that was oh, okay was that on purpose or <laughs> no they have a they have an observation thing set up you can go you can go like because they know pittsburghers are going to go look at it so they're like okay when you're when you're coming to stare at the the bridge that collapsed please come over here and we'll give you a spot where you get a good view it's fun that... if you get a chance sure. go take some pictures it's great <laughs> Oh my goodness! Hey, if uh, next time I make it out to your neck of the woods, uh, if it's still down, I I probably go take a look too. Like, yeah, look oh, it better not still be down. <laughs> oh, oh anywho, um, we are up against the time. So, Mister Benedict, uh, the birthday boy, uh, what do you want to sign uh, off with and uh, plug for the people? Uh, stay tuned for the vertex. It's getting delayed a bit here. Uh, but it's going to be coming out. It's going to be on Najee Harris. We're starting to do our review of players from last season and who did really good. Obviously, Najee Harris, phenomenal. Um, I do my best to give you know credit to just how good and how impactful he was. Uh, so that's what I'll plug. Hey, and when that comes out, you you people better watch it and <laughs> read it. I guess it's Barker's film. Look at it and yeah, like better. it and share it. Oh, uh, as much as I hated a, a running back in the first round, Najee Harris is a damn good player, and you, you can only hope that he's uh, that he's healthy uh, longer than average. But without yeah. opening that can can of worms either, I need to remind everyone to click over to behindthesteelcurtain.com. Should be your one stop shop for all things Pittsburgh Steelers, including Jeffrey Benedict and Dave Schofield's Vertex articles, uh, breaking news lists, what have you. There's tons of stuff over at PTSC. So just again, behindthesteelcurtain.com should be your one-stop shop for all things Pittsburgh Steelers. And finally, if you're watching on YouTube and Facebook, you're only getting still about a third of the story. Uh, wherever you get your podcast from, Spotify, uh, Apple Podcasts, you name it, wherever. Uh, search Behind the Steel Curtain or heck, just search Steelers and uh, look for our BTSC logo. Um, we are one of the uh, most listened to uh, podcasts when it comes to the Steelers. And if you want to keep your, your fix, help uh, supporting us. Uh, you can like, subscribe, follow along. Um, the more you can help support us, the more we can get great content out to each and every one of you. So on behalf of the birthday boy, Mr. Jeffrey Benedict, my name is Michael Beck. Thank you for tuning into this edition of The Curtain Call, and we'll see you guys soon. Mm-hmm.